In the previous class, we were talking about the mitzvah of Kiddush. I, I forgot to mention before that the custom, the din is, that when you make Kiddush, the chalas have to be covered. Now why do the chalas have to be covered? So Allah says the following reason. On a regular day, if somebody is eating bread and wine, halachically, bread has a preference, precedence over the wine. So first you would make hamaitzi, and then you would make berpiragofen. For that matter, if somebody is eating cake and wine, halacha is that first you would make a bracha on the cake, mezenis on the cake, and then you would make a bracha on the wine. Why is that? Because in the Torah, when it speaks about the seven shivas haminim, the seven species that the land of Eretz Yisrael is praised with, the Torah says, Eretz, chita, Usaira, a land of barley and uh, sorry, wheat and barley, Eretzchita Usaira, wheat and barley, Gefen, and then grapes. So in the Pasik, wheat and barley come before the word Gefen. So from there the Gemara learns out the Allah is that first you make a bracha on Chita Usaira, wheat and barley, which would include cake and bread, and then you make a bracha on the Gefen, on the grape, or on the wine. The problem is that on Shabbos, you're not allowed to eat before you make Kiddush. Once the time of candle lighting comes, or for men, when sundown, when Shkia comes, it's forbidden to eat or drink anything until you make Kiddush. Now, the problem is, if you're making Kiddush, but really you're supposed to make a bracha meitzi and the chala first. So we have a dilemma. So Allah solves the dilemma by saying, we cover the chala, as if to say, it's not here. And because it's not here, then we're making Kiddush, because there is no challah, there's no bread there. And therefore, after Kiddush, then we take out the Amaytzi, we make Amaytzi on the bread. Another reason why the challah is covered for Kiddush, because the two challahs represent the double portion of man that fell every Friday, the month fell every day of the week except Shabbos. And the Torah says on Friday a double portion of the month fell. Because the double portion of the month fell on Friday in honor of Shabbos, so every meal that a person eats on Shabbos needs to have Lechem Mishnah. If somebody has five meals on Shabbos with a washing, Halacha says every meal that they eat must have two chalas or two matzis or whatever it may be, they need to have Lechem Mishnah. So because Lechem Mishnah represents the month, we know the Torah tells us the man was covered on top with dew and at the bottom with dew. So therefore that's another reason why we cover the chalas at the time of Kiddush because it represents the man and the man was covered on top and bottom. But as far as Kiddush is concerned, the reason why we cover the chala is because really the Amaytzi should be said on the chala before Kiddush. But because we're not allowed to eat before Kiddush, um, so then we have no choice but to cover the chalas if to show it's not here. I think it's worthwhile mentioning a very interesting story that happened with the famous Chafetz Chaim. Chafetz Chaim was once a guest in somebody's house, and he came home with his host from Shul on Friday night, and the host saw that his wife failed to cover the challah. And he started berating his wife and yelling and screaming at her, don't you know you have to cover the challah, and you're embarrassing me in front of the Chafetz Chaim, and you know what type of insult this is, an embarrassment this is to me, and he started going on and on and on. Chavitz Chaim stops him and he says to the host, to the husband, 
Let me ask you a question. Do you know the reason why we cover the challah on Friday night? He says, sure. And he tells the Chafetz Chaim, because really you're supposed to make Dalmaiti first, but you can't because you're not allowed to eat before Kiddush, and therefore we cover the challahs not to embarrass them. So the Chafetz Chaim said to him, I don't understand. You talk, you're screaming at your wife why she's not embarrassed, why the challahs are getting embarrassed, and meanwhile you're embarrassing your wife? Don't you think that's much worse than embarrassing the challah? And the host realizes his mistake and he apologized to his wife. But I think it's a very inappropriate story. So any coming back to the Kiddush. So before you make Kiddush, the challahs are to be covered because, again, you're not allowed to Really, Amaitzi is supposed to be first, but because you're not allowed to eat before Kiddush, so therefore the din is we cover the chalas. Um, now, what happens if somebody is not able to drink the wine themselves? They would like to make Kiddush, they're the head of the household, they want to make Kiddush, but they're not able to drink the wine or the grape juice. So even though it's not the preferred way, but halachically, another member of the family is able to drink the wine. In other words, the head of the household will make the Kiddush, and then somebody else will drink the wine, again, providing they drink it right away, and they drink more than half the cup, and they drink it in one shot, and then it's also sufficient that that fulfills everybody their obligation, even though the one that made the Kiddush themselves did not actually drink from the wine. Another important din in Kiddush is what's called Kiddush B'makam Sa'uda. The Kiddush has to be done in the place where the meal is going to be. And this is a very important din because if somebody makes Kiddush not in the place of the meal, they do not fulfill their obligation of Kiddush. They have to make Kiddush again. And I'll mention very soon when this case is an extremely practical case. What is considered Makam Sa'uda? What is the place that's considered the place of the meal? So Allah says the following. If it's in the same room, and you make Kiddush on one end of the room, and you eat on the other end of the room, that's fine. If it's two separate rooms, you're making Kiddush in one room, and then you want to eat in another room, the din is, if the room that you're eating in can see the place that you made Kiddush, then it's valid. But if you're not able to see the room that you made Kiddush, and you're not able to see the place where you made Kiddush, that it's not considered B'makam Sauda. So if somebody wants to make Kiddush on the first floor and then go upstairs to the second floor to eat the meal, they're not Yaitse Kiddush, they're going to have to make Kiddush again. Sometimes people want to make Kiddush outside and eat inside, or make Kiddush inside and eat outside. Again, the same thing applies. If it's not the same room, they have to be able to see the place of where you're being able to make, where you're making Kiddush in the room where you're eating. Another din of Kiddush B'makam Sa'uda is that you have to eat the meal right away. Whatever the meal is, and we'll soon discuss what that is, it needs to be eaten right away. You can't make Kiddush and half an hour later go eat the meal or whatever that is. The makam Sa'uda has to be miyad. Immediately after Kiddush, you need to eat what validates the Mokam Sa'udah. Now what validates a Mokam Sa'udah? So Allah says like this, either another cup of wine, another three ounces of wine, another revius of wine would be sufficient to make Mokam Sa'udah. So for instance, what happens if somebody is making Kiddush, 
They don't want to eat cake. They don't want to wash for bread, but they want to be able to drink something. And you're not allowed to drink before Kiddush. So they want to be Yetzi Kiddush. So the din is they need to drink the wine of Kiddush, more than half the cup. Then they need to refill an entire cup of wine or grape juice and drink the entire cup of grape juice or wine, the three ounces at least. And that would make it considered Kiddush B'makam Sudam. Another way of being Yetzi Kiddush B'makam Suda if you eat a kezayis of cake or a kezayis of challah. The, the issue over here is, and this is where there's a problem that happens many times, Shabbos morning in shuls. People hear there's a Kiddush in shul. People listen to Kiddush or they make Kiddush. They're not interested in eating cake. They'll eat cholent, they'll eat fruit, they'll eat fish, whatever they'll be eating. But if they're not going to be drinking another cup of wine or eating a kezayis of cake, which is one ounce of cake or one ounce of challah, they're not being yetzah kiddush. They might be eating cholent, they might be eating fish, they might be eating fruits and vegetables or dips, but if they're not eating another ounce of cake, and not another, they're eating an ounce of cake or an ounce of challah, they're actually not fulfilling the obligation of Kiddush, which means two things. Number one, you're eating before Kiddush, and secondly, you didn't make Kiddush, so you're going to have to go and make Kiddush again anyway. So people should be aware that when it comes to the Kiddush B'makam Su'uda, the Kiddush has to be, the Su'uda has to be right away. Now, if an emergency comes up, and you plan to eat right away, and something comes up, what happens many times, uh, the, the husband makes Kiddush, and all of a sudden the baby has an emergency, whether it's a diaper or something else, the baby is screaming, and they need to be taken care of. So then, by the end, it's okay, because your intention was to eat right away. But ideally, you need to make Kiddush and eat right away, whether it's Mezainus or Hametzi or um, another Revius of wine. Another thing concerning Kiddush is, what happens if somebody already heard Kiddush, can they go home and make Kiddush again for their family? And the din is that even if you heard Kiddush already and the people at home are not interested in making their own Kiddush for whatever reason it is, then halachically you are allowed to make Kiddush again for somebody that didn't hear Kiddush even though you were Yetzer Kiddush already. And the reason for this halacha, let me explain, is as follows. We find a similar din, for instance, if I heard Shafer already, I can blow Shafer for somebody that didn't hear it yet. If I heard the Megillah already on Purim, I'm allowed to read the Megillah for somebody that didn't hear it yet. But the question Allah says, why would, what, why would I be allowed to? There's a din that one who's not obligated in a mitzvah cannot fulfill somebody who is obligated in a mitzvah. For instance, a child under Barambas mitzvah is not obligated in Kiddush. If they're not obligated in Kiddush, they cannot make Kiddush for an adult because they're not obligated. If you're not obligated, you can't do it. A woman who biblically is not obligated in listening to Shafer, even though now women did accept it as an obligation to hear Shafer, but a woman, because she's biblically not obligated to hear Shafer, cannot, make, make, cannot blow Shafer for a man who is biblically obligated. So the question is, if the man already heard Shafer, the man already heard the Megillah, or for that matter, the man already made Kiddush, 
he's not obligated anymore. So if he's not obligated anymore, how is he able to blow Shafar, read the Megillah, make Kiddush for somebody who is not obligated in the mitzvah? And the answer, Halacha says, is very interesting because there's a rule in Torah, Halacha, call Yisrael Arevim Zebezeh. All Jews are responsible one for another. And therefore, even though I heard Shafer already, and therefore biblically I fulfilled my obligation, and I'm not obligated myself to hear Shafer, but nevertheless, I have an obligation to make sure you hear Shafer. And because of that obligation that I have that you hear Shafer, then the din is, I have an obligation to blow Shafer for you, so I'm considered obligated. The same thing with Megillah, and the same thing with Kiddush. Now, women are equally obligated in the midst of Kiddush, just as men are. Even though Kiddush is a mitzvah connected to time, and we know women are not obligated in time-bound mitzvahs, and if Kiddush is only on Shabbos, and only when Shabbos begins and when Shabbos enters, and when Shabbos leaves, why are women obligated in the mitzvah of Kiddush? So again, our sages tell us, because in the Sarasa Dibris it says, Zachor remember Shabbos to sanctify it, which is the mitzvah of Kiddush. And also we say, Shomor to guard Shabbos. And as we say in Lachadaydi, Zachor Vishamar God said Zachor and Shamar simultaneously. And therefore the Shomor means to guard Shabbos, meaning don't desecrate Shabbos. That refers to the negative commandment of Shabbos of not doing work and malacha on Shabbos. Women are obligated in all negative commandments. So therefore women are obligated in the midst of not desecrating Shabbos. And because Zohar and Shomar are put in the same verse, Zohar B'dibur Echad Hashem said it simultaneously, so therefore the Gemara says, whoever is obligated in Shomot, whoever is obligated in not desecrating Shabbos, which women are, they're also obligated in the midst of Zohar, Siyam Shabbos, to remember Shabbos, making Kiddush. Therefore, women are equally obligated to men in the midst of Kiddush. Therefore, if a man already heard Kiddush and his wife didn't, he still has an obligation to make Kiddush for his wife, because he has an obligation to make sure that she does the mitzvah of Kiddush. And therefore, even though he heard Kiddush already, he's allowed to make it over again for his family members. Preferably, if they can make it themselves, that would be better. But if they're not able to make it themselves, then the husband is able to make Kiddush for the wife, because he's obligated in the fact that he's obligated to make sure that she hears the Kiddush.